With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah Hoss. The police have carried out an intensive search of land in their efforts to apprehend a murder suspect believed to be travelling in the area. David Powers Police involved numerous cars officers and the police helicopter during the search and they also appealed to a drone owner to desist from interfering with the operation. The police force has released a new image of Steve Baxter who detectives are keen to speak to in connection with the murder of Simon Clark from Pendine, Carmarthenshire. The image was captured in Glynneath on Saturday, September the 29th. He is believed to have travelled to the West Wales area shortly afterwards and is believed to be in the Haverford West area at the moment. Baxter, also known as Steve Tidy, Steve Rowley, Wayne Tidy and William Tidy, is aged 52, 5 foot 5 inches tall and has tattoos on his arms. The name Shez and entwined circles on his left arm and a serpent on his right arm. He is bald but was last seen wearing a hat and wig as shown in the image released by the police. He may have made other attempts to alter his appearance, such as growing facial hair or wearing glasses. Detective Superintendent Hugh Davis said, We're releasing a CCTV image from the latest confirmed sighting of Steve Baxter to give people the most up-to-date example of how he may be dressed and how he may currently look. Time is passing and we really need to speak to him to build a more accurate picture of what happened in Pendine. To anyone that might know where he is, please do pass on vital information to the police. The independent charity Crime Stoppers is offering a reward of up to £5,000 for information leading to Steve Baxter being found. Information would be taken by the charity anonymously. If you see Steve Baxter, call David Powers Police on 999. If you have any information on the whereabouts of Steve Baxter, call David Powers Police on 101. To pass on information anonymously, contact Crime Stoppers on 0800 555 or through the non-traceable anonymous online form crimestoppers-uk.org. David Powers Police Rural Crime Team are also investigating a spate of thefts of solar electric fences and battery fences which have occurred in Fishguard, Tufton and Haverford West over the last few weeks. The thefts have occurred overnight. Three round bales of hay have also been stolen in Little Newcastle near Fishguard and the police are also investigating sheep attacks in the Kreuzgorch area where one ewe was killed and one injured. Any information should be passed to PC Gerwin Davis 626 and PCSO Jude Parr 8015 David Powers Police Rural Crime Team on 101. A vehicle was seized by police in Haverford West after the driver, who was not the owner, incorrectly thought his policy covered him to drive other vehicles. He was found to be uninsured. His passenger was also reported for permitting driving without insurance, the Pembrokeshire Roads Policing Unit said. A much-loved West Wales Symphony Orchestra is returning to Haverford West for a concert. Symphonica Tui will bring favourites from the world of opera and ballet to town when it visits St Mary's Church, Haverford West, on Saturday, October 20th. Under the baton of conductor Mike Cottam, 
The orchestra will play operatic arias and orchestral ballet music from Mozart, Tchaikovsky and Delibes, among others. The orchestra will be joined by two local singers, Rachel Hickman and Madeline Wares. Mike Cottam is the former musical director of Haverford West Operatic Society before he left to be the vicar of Llangadog in Carmarthenshire after ordination in 1993. Returning last year to live in St Ishmael's, he resumed his connections with the society. Tickets are £12 with children under 14 admitted free. They can be booked in advance by ringing 07876 727 906 or by emailing mikecottam at hotmail.com. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. It's the West Files, we're woo-hoo. back. Pardon? It Even though I Don't you woohoo near me with that chest infection. Well, I'm so Go sorry. Go woohoo somewhere else. I would do, but you won't let me. Well, I that's would... only because the studio is so small and haunted. I know. And very full. Very, very full. Because yes. we have a very interesting show tonight. In our, continuing our run-up to Halloween. But first, we have to play the theme tune. Yes. People are strange when you're a stranger Faces look ugly when you're alone Women seem wicked when you're unwanted Streets are uneven when you're down When you're strange, faces come out of the rain When you're strange, no one remembers your name When you're strange when you're strange, when you're strange People are strange, when you're a stranger Faces look ugly, when you're alone Women seem wicked, when you're unwanted Streets are uneven, when you're down breathing on me i'm sorry i'll just stop breathing will that help yeah yeah then when you get to the other side you can tell us whether ghosts are real because that's tonight's topic <laughs> nicely done. because while i was away somebody usurped my show and turned it into a debate show don't look at me ronnie yes and 
we were going to come back launching back in with the great paranormal debate unfortunately one one of the panel the skeptical one has been cursed and isn't making it tonight so um looking across the desk at the the other three and wondering who put the curse on the skeptic yes so I'm going to have to change. And they're all going to start arguing now, aren't they? The uh, yeah, sparks could fly. Sparks could definitely. Wands fly. could fly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, without further ado, I'm going to have to change roles later. I'm going to have to be the skeptic then. You can. Well, yeah. Okay. I could. I you could. could. You could very well. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do first of all is introduce our guests one at a time. I'm going to get them to introduce themselves um, after an appropriate piece of music. Uh-oh. And also give us, in a nutshell, their views on the burning question of do ghosts exist and what do they represent? And if you want to join in at home, then you can text in on 60777 and start your message with PWR or go straight over to the West Files. <coughs> Are you all right? No. Oh, go straight over to the West Files Facebook page, not the Pure West one because uh, we've got the page open ready for your comments and we are ready for you just stick your posts up questions for the guests your thoughts on whether ghosts are real or are they just an illusion or a delusion but um to ki- introduce our first guest i have a little song for him <laughs> yesterday all my troubles seem so far away Now it looks as though they're here to stay Oh, I believe in yesterday Suddenly I'm not half the man I used to be There's a shadow hanging over me Oh, yesterday came suddenly why she had to go, I don't know, she wouldn't say I said something wrong, now I long for yesterday Yesterday, love was such an easy game to play to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday Why she had to go I don't know She wouldn't say I said something wrong Now I long for yesterday Yesterday Love was such an easy game to play Now I need a place to hide away Oh, I believe in yesterday mm-hmm. Yesterday by the Beatles, introducing, because it was uh, a requested tune. Oh. You had to think about it. I did. Yeah, we don't normally. I was, no, I was actually waiting for you to cough and interrupt me again. 
Uh, good evening. Once again, welcome to the West Files. Howard Rudge, the ghost guide, the ghost finder general from ye old castle of Pembroke. Hi, good evening, everybody. Good to have you. Good to see you. So yeah. what is a ghost and what does it represent? Right. You have one minute. The Very time briefly, I believe both in ghosts, poltergeists, and other un unmentionable objects. <laughs> I believe sincerely, and I'm going to put my case forward tonight. I do believe in ghosts and poltergeists, but I believe in the scientific approach when I approach the whole subject. But all my belief is based on actual experience. There we are. So that's that's our first guest tonight. That's Howard Rudge, the Ghost Finder General, the Ghost Guide of Pembroke Castle. Just before I let you wander off um, and introduce our next guest... You've got a very busy schedule up at the castle over the next... I have indeed. ...over the half-term week. Yes. All this week I'm working with the children who are coming to visit. That must be really difficult. Oh, I love it. I love working with the children. And on the I do a Spook Spectres and Witches tour. Now, was, it, the was there a misspelling on the website? Because Possibly. I don't know. I don't do Treason that. and poop. No, that's another one. Treason and plop. Oh, plop. That's right. Plop. plop. Could be poop. <laughs> but no that's entirely different I also do, I'm doing family ghost tours adult ghost tours and of course I'm doing the Halloween special midnight ghost tour on the 31st yeah, that's one not to be missed and alongside Howard the next member of our panel is Georgina aka Hecate who was our guest last week and Georgina you're a practising witch I am why do you keep practising? <laughs> You've got it right by now. Well, I kind of have got it right, but you never you never ceased from learning. Good you answer. You never ceased learning. Good answer. You do, so, you the same question for you, and then I'll play your tune in a little while. Um, what is a ghost, and what do they represent? One minute. I look on the witch's side. Um, I have to, I've done house clean. I do a lot of house cleansings. So, uh, if there's uh, unrestful spirits in there, I will find out why. And I've had lots of fun. And like Howard, I believe in, in poltergeists. I've seen too much stuff not to. Things move in and, and I've been in rooms with, with things flying around. So, yes, it, there is two sides. You have to find out why they're there and what they want. And you can have them as an indweller if you're with, brave with enough. With the greatest respect, uh, <laughs> neither of you have actually answered the question that is mm -hmm. set, which is what is a ghost? Exactly. And what do they represent? We'll come to that in mm -hmm. a little while because your minute is up and time for some music <laughs> to honour Georgina.
Lemming and Motorhead. Lemming. For Georgina. Yay. I didn't realise it was quite that long a track. <laughs> <laughs> Typical of the witches, isn't it, to hog the whole thing. Well, of course. And our third <laughs> panellist. She's now tangled up in the microphone. Our third panellist is... This is supposed to be a debate, not you getting the, the debate. The debate will start eventually. Are you sure? When I distangle from the microphone. Yeah is uh, Lynn Cheryl Perfect, another presenter here on Pure West with the very successful show on Sunday nights. Good evening, Steve. Uh, Good evening, Ronnie. So, the question for you. What is a ghost? As a medium, healer and a spiritual tutor, for me, a ghost is an energy that is no longer in the physical body whether we call it a ghost or whether we call it a spirit energy. And what does it represent? It can represent for me many things, Steve. It could represent that it comes back in visitation. It comes back as a memory. It comes back at some degree or perhaps even as a paradox where it gives a human person in the physical body the opportunity to grow and learn and understand about the spiritual side of life. Excellent for you can tell you can tell you've done radio before. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And you're hot you've hot footed it from I have. live television. I have indeed from showboat you've been TV. Showboating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely we'll be on the road. Showboating tonight. Yeah, down at uh, Lanyon Park with uh, Showboat TV, Beyond the Realm. And that, yeah, we'll be back again next Monday at seven thirty. You've been you've been up tonight though, haven't you? Uh, no, we did the episode tonight right. that we did uh, that we filmed um, oh, a couple of months back in Colgetti. So that was aired tonight. But next week, I have to tell you, we have POS Radio. We oh. have the investigation being aired oh. next Monday, seven thirty. Not Halloween to be week. Mm. That's Absolutely. cool because that was a, an interesting night. We've had the, we've already had the live broadcast because mm. we were live on air that night, but mm. we haven't. They haven't seen the pictures. Mm. <laughs> so tune in to Showboat TV next week, and we'll give you the details. We'll remind you of the details in a little while, and a tune for you too, Lynn. Thank you. Um, couldn't find the Beatles one, but, and anyway, Howard had bagged the Beatles earlier, so we've got you. F- What's that one? Freddy. Fedlergrand. Fedlergrand with so much love.
Finnish ladies. <laughs> they're continuing without us, you know. Yeah. Mind, you know. They're quite happy, carry no, on. No, just, just, just talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, you know, we were talking about the uh, what is a ghost, and we've heard from each of our panels, but there is, um, there is a problem with the what is a ghost question. What is the problem? The problem is that we don't have a good, accurate definition for a ghost. No, that's true. And so it becomes a word. You know, I mean, if you look in the Oxford English Dictionary, it the definition is that it's a person who's normally dead. Yeah. Now, of course, there are ghosts of buses and birds and cats and dogs and aeroplanes, and so that clearly that falls down. Yeah. Parapsychology has tried. Um, uh, I think in 2012, para uh, parapsychologist uh, Dr. Ian Baker suggested that it was a sensory experience that was out of the sensory range of the person having the experience exactly that's parapsychology for you can we have that in english next time? so what so we don't actually have a definition of a ghost of what a ghost is and it's it's one of those everybody thinks that they know what a ghost is and when we talk about kind of understand what everybody's talking about or do we? No. No. No, I don't think people do understand. I've talked about this subject to, as you know, well in excess of 80,000 people at least in the last 20 years. And I always start by asking the same question, what is a ghost? And that's how I start. And I get an amazing array of answers. The vast majority of them are totally fixated on the subject of human beings. And as you mentioned in that brief introduction, ghosts come in many forms and many shapes, and not just people, animals, inanimate objects, anything can be a ghost. And there's always a one additional definition I give to the word ghost, and that is you cannot see a ghost in the dark. But I'll come back to that with some science later on. Now, I, oh. I, I have a feeling that somebody's... That, uh, just join in now. It's a debate now. Yeah, yeah just keep going. <laughs> Lay in. <laughs> yeah. Because there are, there are an awful lot of reported experiences of people claiming, and in fact, there is an awful lot of um, literature that where people are writing and claiming that they see ghosts in the dark and in fact most of the ghost stories and ghost accounts are set in the dark yeah so it kind of spikes that argument that you can't see a ghost in the dark no unless of course it's dark i'll come back to you on that one no we'll continue with that one yeah, keep going. Right. I, I was actually going to ask actually because i had a question i would assume that would there need to be a ray of light at some kind to be able to see that within the dark Yes, there has to be some, a yeah. minimum amount of light yeah. for something to be seen. I think people often confuse, however, the difference between a ghost and a poltergeist. Now, poltergeist, you don't need light. Poltergeist is a completely different being or entity from a ghost. To see a ghost, that is a figure of a person, a dog, an inanimate object, whatever it might be, it is impossible, scientifically impossible, to see a ghost. But yes poltergeist activity now we can talk on a different level well the classic argument of, of a poltergeist is that it's not 
a an external paranormal entity that it's actually an, an externalization of teen angst or human angst that it's a build-up of energy from a human focus that's then directed outwards at inanimate objects or people causing them to move and displace i mean that's the classic view of parapsychology yes i, I know i understand that as put by i think it was russell targ the I'm with Howard on that one though because um, I've seen ghosts, whatever you want to call them, in the daytime but when you're talking about poltergeists you're right on that one because I, I've always found that if there's a poltergeist in a house it's the, it's, it can be a bad energy and the people bring the poltergeists themselves because it depends what's going on in their life that's the experience I've had of poltergeists where, you know, so it's a different thing Different thing altogether. It is. But when you come to, you know, ghost spirits, I've seen them in the daytime. And then they're not like people think little shadowy things that can look like an actual person. Are we are we now, let, let's move away from, cause, because ghost is something, I think we're all agreed that the definition doesn't really exist that suits the, the word. No. No. So if we if we use the definition apparition, because an apparition is something that you see with your eyes, it is in appearance. Mm-hmm. And that has a definition, and it can be the apparition of anything rather than ghost. I think I think it's perception as well, Steve, because, you know, depending on, um, I guess, the environment that we're brought up in and, and the things that we learn and how we learn, then that would really determine what our perception is of what is a ghost. Or, I mean, I generally don't use the word ghost. I would use the word energy or spirit. That That's mm-hmm. the words that I use. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, as far as, you know, what is a ghost, it could be different for so many people because of what they've learned, you know, is mm-hmm. behind that word. I mean, all too often, I think the word ghost is something that's highly individual to everybody. We all, as I said before, we all kind of understand what you're talking about, but that understanding usually comes down to Casper or something similar to Casper, (laughs) this sort of vaguely human thing floating around in a bedsheet as your atypical, uh, your, your sort of typical classical ghost. Um, I guess if you're not, if you're into this <coughs> way of life um, on a, a spiritual level or, like you said, a scientific level or a paranormal level, then you would kind of like go into it more. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, for just the the average person, mm-hmm. you know, that would get up, do a nine to five job and so forth, and they would just see that as a ghost, as someone perhaps oh, yeah. who had passed mm-hmm. and would just be, like you said, would be um, uh, an apparition of some kind that they would have seen. Mm-hmm. I'd like to return to Howard's point, though, which is this, this, this distinction that you're making, uh, which parapsychology also makes a, a distinction between the two. And yet um, there is also an argument that they are just parts of the, they are just um, on a continuum because there are apparitions in poltergeist cases and there are displacements of objects in haunting cases. Mm. So are we just dealing with a continuum or are we dealing with, as parapsychology classical states, the pubescent teen who's mixed up and just sending out this immense burst of, of psychic energy? Well, all I can say is the latter comment, I don't believe for one second because of my research. First of all, let me restate that my approach to this has been taken on the fact that I have talked to and told stories to and discussed with some 80,000 plus people over the last 20 years. And the feedback I get is the feedback from those people that I readily accept have a valid case to discuss. 
and they amount to out of those 80,000 people about 1,800 people uh, all of which I've got written down in diaries they all vary they all vary between the stories of sightings and the experiences that are even more difficult to explain these paranormal activities if you like and I am absolutely sure that it is nothing to do with teenagers because the age range of all these people mm. ranges from 8 to 80 plus completely across the spectrum of every kind and every age of person and class of person whatever you want however you want to analyze it it's as broad spread as you could possibly expect to get so it confounds my my experience working with people who are people just like anyone else mm -hmm. these are just normal people living normal lives who suddenly experience something outside of their understanding and they're absolutely and brutally honest when they tell me i can tell the ones who are not being brutally honest very quickly out of experience but the brutal honest stories of these 1800 men women and children of all ages and all classes and I, I hate to use the word class but do you know what I mean by that this, mm -hmm. yeah uh, across rich and poor alike if you like whatever you want is something that tells me without a doubt so it's got nothing to do with teenage angst or anything even remotely resembling that can I add to that? Is that okay? Right. Um, what I know from my per, um, personal experience, and I love the way you worded that, um, how I really did, um, is that I, I think it's both. And the reason that I think both is because when it comes to, um, say, at Christmas time, everybody resonates the energy of love. So with the energy of love, you can feel the energy of love, the same as if you go into a moody room and you can feel everybody's mood. It's literally just energy. Now, one thing that I know is that as we grow, evolve, and we learn, we would have things placed in front of us for us to be reflected back to us so that we could grow and learn. So say, for instance, if there's an energy, say there's somebody, a human being, that may be having fear going on inside of them on an emotional level, that can be reflected out and can be betrayed back to them as an energy form. Now, whether that comes as human beings reflecting that energy back on a fear level, whether that be emotional, whether that be ailment level, or whether that would be a visualization for us to learn on whatever level we are willing to learn and able to learn, depending on how open our mind is, then I believe that we can do that. I don't feel that there's any limitations whatsoever when it comes to energy. And Georgina, do you, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with Howard and Anne Lynn on this. But, um, there is, you know, I do also think that children, if they, they can uh, perceive the energies and bring, uh, bring bad feelings, especially if they've gone through traumatic times. But as regards, you know, there is energies out there. There's lots of different energies, as we all know. But, you know, we, we, we're, we're banding this, this use of the word energy around a lot. Because mm. um, everything now, is energy. Yes, it is. Well, well, in terms of the, in terms of the the realm of the physical realm, yes, of course, everything is energy, but there is no measurable psychic energy that physics can measure. We can measure electromagnetic energy, electric. We can measure gravity. We can measure magnetism. We can do all sorts of clever things, and they are energies. They're part of the electromagnetic spectrum. But psychic energy, the ether, as it, it was called, karmic energy, um, 
there is no there is no scale for measuring it. There's there's no, there's no real scientific basis other than belief for arguing for its existence. That's true, but I mean it does exi- It does very much exist. You can't. But measure. that's like, well, yeah. But I mean, the isn't that like saying, well, yeah, God exists. Because well, it depends. I mean, I've had we believe it does. I suppose. Well, I don't. I don't believe in God. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, it's like like we was talking before about you know, like how we were saying the, the, the ghosts where they think it's like sheets. It's 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 like a witch. What do they perceive of witches this time of year? You know. Big noses and hats. Do I look like that? No. No, definitely not. Not since you took the big hat off. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you parked your broom. Anyway. But, you know, that that all goes back to looking at us. I mean, when my grandchildren go to school, oh, grandmother's a witch, you know, because that's, they call me grandma witch. So it's all energy. They've been brought up with that. So they're not afraid of spirits or, you know, things that people receive has got bump in the night. But that doesn't say that they don't exist. No, I, mean, I, I, I could kind no. of tell you a story now where I've had an indweller and I don't know whether Lynn's ever had an indweller and it, it's, it's you either can take it on board or you can't and it's very you've got to know exactly what you do to have an indweller just can, one can, second I was just uh, going to ask if you could yeah, explain right. to the listeners what yeah, your term exactly. an indweller yeah. is I know I understand but just for our listeners right an indweller is where you let the person, the spirit or that's trying to get through, mm. indwell with you so that you can speak through them, for yeah. them. So you can get their side of the story, why they're there. So it, we're talking about channelling or trance-channelling. Or trance, kind of. yeah. 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 As Howard, you said that you, you conduct your research you, um, with an emphasis on science. Yeah. You you have to then you have to acknowledge then that we can't measure this energy that the that Lynn and Georgina are talking about. Right. What basis is it to suggest it's there? Okay. How much time have we got? Um, well, I tell you, what, if we play some music, we can return to that question of energy. And if you two, if you want to join in at home, if you want to uh, ask questions of the guests, put your point. Uh, you can text us on 60777, prefix it with PWR, or go to the West Files Facebook page and just post your comments, and we'll be back after the tunes. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Go ahead and sell me out and I'll lay your ship
Stop it. So what's going on tonight in the studio? Oh, oh it's a grand entry. <laughs> we we realise it's every week every in the week. first hour yeah. it does something. Yeah, every absolutely. week at this time. Because we work out it's something with the computer up. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Howard, yeah, I posed you um, this idea because you said that you, you approach it from a scientific basis. Yes. Um, so this energy that we can't measure that Lynn and Georgina were talking about, in fact, I think you touched on it as well. Hmm. What is this energy? Right. Can I start about energy? Out there, there's a universe that we can see. And that universe that we see and understand represents only 20% of the universe. Because the scientists now have established that 80% of the universe we cannot see. They started to call it initially dark matter but now it's called dark energy. And what they've done is they've given a name to it. They call the, this, this energy axions. And you may remember a few years ago all the talk was about something called the Higgs boson, this magical particle which tied a lot of theories together. And they proved it exists in the Hadron Collider in Switzerland. So these people now accept that 80% of the universe we can't see and amazingly they haven't a clue what it is. They've just given it a name, these particles of energy they call axions. And so the, f the highest level of brains in the world have no understanding of 80% of the energy in the universe. Bring that down closer to Earth. So. The fact is that energy exists in many forms and I, I, I believe Brian Cox recently said that he doesn't believe in ghosts because of the results of the Hadron Collider tests. Basically a human being consists of energy. That's what they are. Forget, we are just atoms and atoms are energy. And so everything is energy. Human beings are energy. And Brian Cox said there couldn't possibly be ghosts. Because once a person dies, then that energy is dissipated and is never to be had again. So that would prevent a human being from reappearing. Okay. The simple fact is, quite simply this, he's wrong. Oh, and of course he's wrong. It's Brian. I mean, Brian Cox is notoriously sceptical. He's wrong on many fronts. And, and I'm talking at a scientific analysis level. He's wrong. So, energy is something that we know exists. We know the universe that we can't see is 80% energy. So for anyone to say that energy either does or does not exist is wrong. The fact is it is there. It is all around us. And so it is impossible to quantify ghosts and poltergeists in, in saying, it, to, than in anything but above energy it has to be energy that is what makes the world the universe tick but 80% of it we can't see we don't even the scientists can't even give it a name so to decry it I'm afraid 
is starting in the wrong place. So if you're asking what this energy is, the answer is the highest minds in the universe that we know can't tell you. So there's no way that any of us here you can tell yet. you. Yet? Oh, I agree, yet. One day they may have an answer. Because they, 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 there was a huge argument, as you as you will recall, over the existence of the Higgs boson, mm. whether it was even there or not. And now they found that, that, that they're speculating that there are further particles still to be found. Yeah. Cool. So all I'm trying to say to you is, you can talk about energy and try to say, what is it? It doesn't exist. It does exist. So now, can I just add my second level to this, if I may, please? Because then we can throw it back to these ladies. I'm, I'm sure they're quite impatiently waiting to get their work. Well, I know Georgina's getting a wand out. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm oh, trying to demonstrate, I'm actually, in fact, I'm, I'm providing a, a, an underpinning for mm -hmm. you, if I hope you'll see that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to uh, provide an underpinning on this subject. The fact is that the highest minds, again, are working on this concept of multiple universes, multiverses mm. and parallel universes. And it came out of all kinds of fascinating scientific study and I promise you I'm not going to bore you with any of that. But the fact is, it is a matter of very serious debate with the highest level of minds, the theoretical physicists, arguing over it. And the more that is found each time there's a new discovery, the more it tends to support the possibility that there are multiple universes. The third thing I'm going to say, to just throw the, the, the stone into the water to make the ripples spread out, is this. The fact that time is not fixed. Einstein said that you can go back in time, but you can never ever go forward in time because for time forward does not yet exist till the next split second. But you can go back in time but as far as But actually, that's wish. a slight in, incorrect interpretation of Einstein, because Einstein's theory does actually say that you can go forward in time, because time on a loop, you can go forwards yeah. and backwards in the loop. Yeah. So but, uh, that's a misunderstanding of what Einstein said. Not quite, because I'm, I'm deliberately coming to... Yeah, okay, uh, well, just, he did say you can go forwards and backwards, yeah. theoretically. Theoretically, what the scientists have proved, yeah, all right, Sci all right, he said that you can go back in time, mm -hmm. yeah, as a theory, and of course that has been scientifically proven and fully accepted. Everybody accepts that you can go back in time, um, and that time slows there's down. There's an awful lot of physicists that don't accept that. Yeah, yeah, there's an awful lot of physicists who do. Well, I think that's something again that's for another debate. That's a different program. Entirely yeah. different I know, debate. But the, well, I've got to argue that point because they have scientifically proved that it does. Well, they have had particles that they forget particles jumped. They've time used the, they've used light itself to prove that time slows down. No, no, because that was the gravitational field experiment that they did using lasers and light. No, it wasn't. Um, they have they have time travelled. They have time travelled uh, atomic right. particles. We better argue about this separately because we're wrong on that as well. The fact the fact is degree of physics. The fact is three elements: time travel, mm -hmm. multiple universes. Mm -hmm energy and unknown quantity. If you start to pull that together, mm -hmm. what you get is a picture of the possibility that everything that is seen, that is described as this loose terminology ghost, okay, 
could be in fact simply a bridge in time that these theories give us that facility to, to pr propose that you see something which is ha happening but is happening in an earlier time so in other words perhaps a time slip if you want to call it a time slip yeah, yeah. and there's there's, there's 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 there are scientific theories being proposed but that this line but, now. What, but what you've just said is kind of undermining what Lynn and Georgina have been saying earlier yeah. about its spirit and it's yeah. actually I can back up I know we're kind of like the green here but yeah. I can kind of but like he's saying what you're he's calling it perfectly normal physics as yet un undiscovered unproven physics and you're calling it a spirit okay well I'm going to explain from my own experience that I I know personally that multi-universes exist the reason that I know is I've chosen to evolve and just going very briefly into that and I know we've spoken about it in the last show is that when we become conscious of the thoughts that we have if it's on the highest vibration which is positivity if it's love we're taking ourselves um, up to a higher space of awareness the foods that we eat so I'm rotarian so I only eat fruit salads and vegetables that uh, are uncooked because the nutrients are still there so that feeds my body with life force I don't drink alcohol I don't smoke I'm conscious of the people I frequent around the places that I go to I'm really conscious of the energy of who and what I am and the highest form of that energy is unconditional love which is what I you know choose to be mm -hmm. um, as much as I possibly can in life so um, bearing that in mind that means my frequency is a lot higher the energy that I radiate from myself is higher also and so what I can then know and in my own being is that I am able to connect to um, this universe and other multi-universes and communicate feel the energy so when Howard was saying about all that energy of 80% mm -hmm. what I got within my mind in my space of evolution and my perception it's everything and nothing at the same time so it's about understanding that but I totally understand and I can see that when a vision comes before me I can see that can be the energy coming back in a memory link from it could be 1800s or something like that so I totally get it it both works together because they're like paradoxes we don't the physical mind may not be able to understand because it's in contradiction but actually they both exist it's because our human mind I feel is that it's it's limited it's restricted when we choose to evolve we let go of those restrictions and we let go of those limitations Georgina you work with energy as, as a witch you you cast spells and you work with earth energies yes does that this idea that you're just really tinkering around the edges of physics and playing around with another universe does that not well, undermine your point your it, position it, it, it's all uh, in consequence what Howard and, and Lynn says but I, I kind of work on a different level when you were saying we can't see ahead I mean depends what you're looking at seeing ahead I mean if you do a tarot reading then you're seeing ahead you're seeing what can be avoided so that's 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 like that is going forward I have been in many situations where I've seen spirits I've been pulled out of bed I've had all sorts of things but like Lynn I, I'm I'm vegetarian you know but I don't I, I don't think that you've got to go totally crazy to, to have this energy around you yes it's great to have light and love and we've all got it and, and I kind of work on that but you've also got to be aware of everybody's not the same so you've got to know both you know you've got to know both sides to be able to work with that you know you, you start saying oh yeah you've got energy around you 
but that energy might not be very nice. Then what are you going to do? They might not accept the love that you're giving them. So you've got to know both. Fascinating stuff. Mm, I'm, I'm just... we've, we've got, I mean, are we dealing with the universe? Are we dealing with undiscovered physical energy? Are we dealing with spirits? Are we dealing with something in between? Uh, you know, the ancient, the ancient, you know, texts talk about karmic energy, and spiritualists talk about multiple layers of heavens uh, intertwined, which sounds a little bit like the multiverse theory. Or is it just a load of rubbish? Is it just people grasping at ideas and notions and half misunderstood theories? Um, to try and justify their beliefs we'll, we'll return to that after the news and after some uh, kind of appropriate music bad boys <laughs> Flow Rider Alexander girl I know what you like
This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. From Somerset to Solberg. For Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. With the latest news for Pembrokeshire, I'm Sarah.